0: I feel like I project better when it's above me. When it's above you? Yeah. But that like childhood singing stuff I used to sing. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: The Tenth Life.
0: Yes, we <laughs> have discovered the Tenth Oh, God. Did, now, so you weird. Ever, you were
1: singing in the Navy.
0: I have, a <laughs> C- I have a CO commendation. I'll have to take a picture when I get home because I really have it. Um for singing the Star Spangled Banner at a um, POW MIA ceremony.
1: That is awesome. Yeah. Not many people can say that.
0: It's a very weird thing to have a CEO accommodation for, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um, cool. Well, thanks so much for stopping by the office today. It's yeah. awesome to have you on the show. Um, you know, if you've seen the show, we just kind of chat about what's going on yep. in our lives. So.
0: I'm always a little bit jealous, because it's like, oh, my friends, I want to be there.
1: <laughs> and now you are. Yeah. You get to see the, the, how the sausage is made. Yep. You know, it's a little smaller than it looks like in the videos, but it uh, gets the That's job okay. done. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think there's there's lots of stuff we can talk about. Um, why don't you, um, you know, we were just talking about some of, like, I feel like... Uh, your role in the Ember community so far has been one of bringing like your, your passion projects and your pet projects mm-hmm. to the community. So it's not like, you know, um, you had a job at work that you had to do and you started open sourcing things because of it. It's more like, it always seems like the stuff that I've seen most visible from you has been like, these are just things you care about And then, you know, somehow you fell in love with Ember and the Ember community, and now you're doing the stuff that you love and care about in Ember. So um, I would love to just hear about, like, how you did, how did you get in touch with Ember? Yeah. And um, we can go from there.
0: Gosh. um, I discovered Ember because I was very unhappy working at a startup, actually. I was uh, very... They like you to work for free in startups. And I'm not, you know, I'm a little bit older and I have a kid (laughs) and a life and I'm just like, yeah, you can pay me for my time now. That's the thing you can do. So it seemed like the rational move to go back to enterprise uh, in Chicago. Um, And in this particular instance, JP Morgan was hiring and looking for somebody who had the things the team was missing somebody who knew um, HTML and CSS really well and could help us dive into those layers of accessibility that you're gonna need for a banking application. So I joined and they were like, can you JavaScript? And I was like, not really, but I can figure it out, it's fine. Um, and that's how I got introduced to Ember and it's just been Amazing because it's just all these useful things. They're exactly like I go to reach for them and they're there. And 99% of the time, I wonder if Ember does this. The answer has been yes. Mm-hmm. The 1% was accessibility. Mm. It didn't really have that good, solid, here's how you make things accessible. So I was like, oh, I could do this though. And I got really excited. Because I'm one of those people that, like, I get so excited when I know something. I was like, oh, I know mm, that. I can mm. totally help you right now. I'm so excited. Um, and it's just been like a roller coaster ever since.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. I, I, I always like hearing uh, folks' perspectives who are getting into Ember more in the last year or two or three. Yeah. Because when I got in, just everything was different, not only about Ember but just about JavaScript frameworks, the JavaScript ecosystem, is just completely yeah. different.
0: I remember reading in um, Smashing Magazine or Web Design Magazine, one of those magazines, was like, well, Ember's not very good for mobile. And I just sort of picked Angular to learn first because mm-hmm. of that, because it said that in the magazine. I was like, well, I'm mobile first person, so I really, I need that to be a thing. Right. Um, I have since wondered if I should write an article for that magazine. (laughs) Hey, let's revisit this.
1: (laughs) You were wrong. Uh, Yeah, you were very wrong. Uh, It's
0: a community, though. The Ember community really is what kept me here.
1: So, I actually, I wanted to ask you about that as well, because I I remember you saying, you said something very powerful. You basically said Ember was one of the first times in all your years of being in tech that yep. you felt like welcome welcome yeah that's a pretty astonishing thing yeah it's something that it's the kind of thing that's so easy to get lost in these checklist comparison blog post articles about the framework of the month yeah that's a that's another level so um,
0: so i came from a crypto background and um, i walked into i decided you know, get involved i'm really excited about this i'm really passionate about it and i walked into like a meetup and it was a room full of old I white guys. Just, I just already know where this is going. One of them looked at me and said, are you in the right room, sweetheart? Mm. And uh, every other experience has been some variation of that. Yeah. And Ember was the first place where someone was like, we're glad you're here. And I was like, oh, wait, what? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I didn't have to be apologetic for like existing, I felt like, and that was really important to me. And then I felt like I could also empower other people to feel included. So you've you've done
1: that. Like, I just, I think that's really cool that that was a goal because like, that's part of your visibility in the community.
0: Yeah. And I'm really grateful to Leah for kind of helping me see that, like you're here and you've been doing this a long time and you've kind of survived mm-hmm. and now you can thrive and mm-hmm. now you can show other people other women specifically too mm-hmm. you could actually exist here and make a long career of this and not leave the field Right, and that's once I really got that I think it really clicked for me and then I was willing to sort of be that person because right. this is not really my natural self I don't think.
1: Oh interesting what yeah. do you mean by that?
0: Um. I kind of learned to be a lot more outgoing and extrovert and mm-hmm. talk to people. Um, it typically, like, when I do something like this, I'll be inside for, like, a week just, like, recovering because people. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> people. Yeah, just because people. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I could relate. I mean, especially after, like, a big conference. it's. it's I just want to go Oh, home my gosh. It took me, like, a blanket. month to recover yeah. <laughs> from Emerald. <Emberville. laughs>
0: It was so great seeing everybody, yeah. but I wanted to talk in depth to everyone yeah, yeah. and really talk.
1: Yeah. But
0: those kind of really in depth conversations can just be so emotionally draining yeah. that you just feel tired after. So yeah,
1: That's really cool, though. Um, I especially like that, you know, we talk a lot about how, you know, again, the JavaScript community has changed a lot since Ember com- came out. Yeah. But... Teams, companies, individuals are continuing to choose Ember in spite of a lot of really great alternatives. And the que- one of the questions is like, is why? Why do people continue to, to see Ember? What's its unique kind of value proposition? And I think you hit on one of those, which is, you know, Ember's been around for six years and I would make a bet it's going to be around for another six years. Mm-hmm. And that means that you can feel good investing in the yeah. long term. It's, a, it's not a short term game, right? It's right. If you're going to do something like, think how can we make an accessibility layer default for all ember developers that's going to be an investment but it's going to be something that's going to pay off and it's not going to be like oh and we're all gone right Right.
0: i've also i feel like this is really the one i like kind of thing Mm -hmm. so like if I have to do this through sheer force of will, mm-hmm. I will, because yeah. this is the one. <laughs> so you've got me for like at least another 20 years. There you go. That's great. That's great to <laughs> so hear. So we can, we can bank on that. Nice. I'll make that happen. Nice. Um, <laughs>
1: and that is kind of like the em- Ember's always had to be more scrappy because we don't yes. have a Facebook or a Google behind yeah, us. Yeah,
0: I think so. Uh, but, you, but I like that about Ember. Oh, I absolutely. I really like that about Ember. it it's kind of a two-headed beast, I think. Right. Because you have to have enough passion and enough drive to own a project, to take it on, and like I'm going to be the one who champions this. But you also have to be egoless enough to let it go at a moment's notice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not the direction Ember wants to mm-hmm. go in. I need to reset my expectations. I need to empower someone else to take mm-hmm. this further. Yes. Um, Homepage ex- Homepage mm-hmm. is a great example of that. Like I'd been working on this for a while, but then when you and Ryan came along, at first I was like, guys, I've been working on this for a while. But then I realized, wait, they have so much energy for this and they've got the right tool set. Mm-hmm. They're going to be able to do this so much better. And then just letting it go and emp- helping you guys feel empowered mm-hmm. to like, not that you needed my help or anything, but those types of things happen, I think in little tiny chunks all the time. Yep, And, it's great because we get to practice kind of that inclusion that we preach. It's
1: hard though. I mean, it really is hard and I can relate, you know, even to when I first started open sourcing little projects, you know, um, different libraries, you know, um, you start to form this idea of, of the end state of how you want this layer of the the programming model to work or this part of the ecosystem or the way these things should look. And the reality is, if you do everything yourself, you're only going to get yeah. two x yeah. done. Yeah. And if you let everyone else, out of the hundred things that need to be done, you're going to be do two of them. And the reality is, if you are able to communicate, participate in like a vision.
0: Yes. I feel empowered a number to like, to help create community. And that's the thing. Like good ideas how could we take advantage not take advantage how can we encourage how can we help the growth happen for this person's like passion right that's foster neat.
1: and nurture it
0: yeah and it's kind of neat because I used to be really stuck in this i want to be the one who does it right and i really transitioned in this into more of this sometimes i want to be the person who does it and that's okay but what if I could clone myself? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's, that's so funny that you say that because we talk about that a lot. And yeah. kind of what I was saying before is like um, you can only do one or two things. And then you realize if you're able to participate in like a vision that's shared. And sometimes that's going to be that's going to be communicating your own vision and getting other people yeah. on board with what you see. And it's tempting for us, I think, as technologists yeah. because we're used to just we want to get something done. We know how to learn new things and just take our hand, get our hands dirty and just Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. And I think the hardest thing, you know, I can definitely say for myself has been learning how to figure out how to make copies of yourself by getting your hands away from the keyboard. Yes. And communicating. And that often means letting things go. Like you were saying, like I have a specific thing for how I want this to look or act or behave. And someone else is going to help me carry this through, but it's not going to be exactly what I had in mind Yeah, or Or maybe it is, but I have to learn how to get there in a different way than just doing it myself.
0: Right. And you're really teaching people to fish. Yeah. That's the thing, is that you're really cultivating them and and guiding them to get there. It's really kind of funny because I I see so many parallels between my life as a programmer and my life as a mother. Mm. Uh, My favorite book... Um, for parenting is how to talk. So kids will listen and listen. So kids will talk.
1: Ooh, I love that title. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: But I feel it also has like direct parallels to my life as an engineer, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, how to talk. So other engineers will listen (laughs) and listen. So other engineers will talk. Right. Um, And both of those things have become vitally important in my life. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm really learning like the communication skills, yeah. the right words to say how to say them, and I don't want to pander too much because i I'm really just too old to be tone policed right now right I'm like I'm just like no, that's not gonna happen anymore in my mm-hmm. life um, but there is a way to kind of bring everybody on board in such a way that helps them get there in a way that they need mm-hmm. and I Again, just it comes back to being inclusive. Like, does Mm -hmm. this really matter at the end of the day if you let go of this tiny detail? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially if the return is somebody else feels welcome, somebody else wants to get Mm -hmm. involved, and then you've multiplied yourself.
1: Yep, that's great. Yeah, it's hard, but it's great, and it's also so worth it. So worth it, and I also think um, people in your position who are in leadership roles in the community, like. We're not a company, but we have an organizational structure, we do, and um, people uh, in certain positions hold more weight and their actions carry more weight. And so I think um, in a community like Embers that doesn't have, um, whatever, a corporate overlord that is kind of (laughs) calling the shots, none of us are the CEO, even though we'd like to be sometimes, Mm. for you to be able to lead by example, that's going to be the way um, you you set the tone. And so Mm -hmm. when you do things like that, um, you are setting example for everybody in the community. And so when someone needs help or they're trying to get something done, you know, hopefully they're seeing your example, other people's examples and saying, you know, I don't have to just feel like kind of a rock star and do it myself. Right. It's actually going right. to have a way more bigger impact if I can cultivate other people and around my vision and build something that's going to last beyond myself. Cause that's like, yeah. I think that's such a core part of Ember. How has ember lasted for six years and through like you know the core leadership has been the same but there's been a lot of people who have left and people who have come in terms of like the core leadership roles but like yeah. and yet the community persists on and like develops on right and those are just such those are the hard problems like those are so much harder than what should the api be for this function right, call right but right. um i think we have a lot of good um examples of it in ember leadership and um yeah it's tough but uh it's worth it like you said yeah
0: cuz there's always finding that good balance too because I, you know i i really i really believe in practice servant leadership mm. i wouldn't do anything i wouldn't ask anyone to do something that i'm not willing to do myself period it's not going to happen um but i just think that that kind of leadership is really important and finding the balance to know when to say yes or no
1: mm-hmm.
0: because leadership isn't just Especially in open source, there's so many of us with so many ideas and so many backgrounds and so many like goals, right. how we think Ember should be, like you right. were saying. Um, sometimes we have to figure out the best way to s- to redirect energy. I don't necessarily want to have to go to know all the time. I right. want to I'm really doing this thing lately where I'm focusing on positive speech. Mm. I really don't want to focus. Or see, I'm doing it right now. I really want to focus more on the positive things Mm -hmm. and not reach for those negative words. I want to reach for the positive words instead.
1: That's good. I I think that's that's probably good for me to hear because I definitely feel like in the past I've stretched myself too thin. So I'm at Mm -hmm. a point now where I'm trying to be like ruthless in terms of what I take on. And that means if there's something that's not... What's the phrase? If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yes. And so I, I, there's something I like about that, but it's also like, again, in, when you're working in a, an environment that's composed of volunteers, basically, mm-hmm. someone's coming at you with momentum, yeah. instead of just hitting them with a brick wall, right. like you said, maybe you can redirect the momentum into something that's gonna be valuable exactly. instead of just saying no dice, you know?
0: Right. And we've got some great projects going on in the learning team right now to help folks get there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had this idea for a while, like the help wanted kind of section, mm-hmm. because we have all these different Ember repositories. Uh, and it take it took me like a good six to 12 months to figure out like where can I actually contribute? Where is everything? And now I know it and now I have the curse of knowledge. Right. But I'm really right. trying to organize it in such a way and the whole learning team is engaged in this process. How do we organize this in such a way that other people can contribute?
1: without Without having, having to know all the, the, the secret magic,
0: right? So we almost got the process there. We have people working on the, actively working on the app. Mm-hmm. Um, we have other people working on the website. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. the Ember style guide and the Ember time. So like the learning team is just like taking off. We're just like no, we're just gonna do this now. Right. Um, and it's such a great energy and it's such a great team to be on. And just seeing everyone just excited to like enhance what's already there right and that's really what we're doing right we're not doing anything revolutionary we're just supporting it in the best way possible When well, it's been a, so much fun
1: yeah and i think a lot of the momentum came from your personality bringing it in and just saying all right we're ready to ship let's go let's move mm-hmm. so i think it's been fun to see you know, the, the newer folks on the team like you, like Jen, oh, and Jen. you know, she's
0: fantastic. Yeah. Just killing um, it. Just I think she's it. probably done more than me <laughs> because she will really dive in. Like she dive, dove into the guides Yeah. and like, just every time I look, she was asking the other day, um, people aren't contributing to the guides lately. Like, should we be worried? And I went and looked, I was like, these are phenomenal. I don't think there's anything. Maybe there's a few things here or there, but You've really done an amazing job whipping these into shape and updating them. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's so fantastic.
1: That's great. Yeah. You know, well, we just did the survey for the homepage. Actually, it's still out right now. And I was just right. glancing at the results. And um, yeah, documentation is really high on why people choose and love Ember. So yeah. um, it's good to know. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, cool. Do you want to talk about some of your other pet projects, maybe? Just things oh. that are kind of top of mind, like you've yeah. been working on?
0: Um, I'm really focused on the native accessibility story for Ember. I think there's a lot of good things that we could do. Some guardrails we could maybe optionally, people could opt into maybe, or we could make them de- the default if mm-hmm. we chose. Um I would say a modal, but I don't really mean a modal. I kind of mean anything that comes up next and is on top, you know. Right. Uh So what a do you tray, mean by native? a toast? Um Well, we know what the behavior is going to be. Mm -hmm. We know that something will come on top of your browser window, Mm -hmm. a little notification or whatever you want to call it in the world of design. Right. We know that a screen reader user or someone with assistive technology needs to have everything else disabled Mm. until they've interacted with whatever the thing that's come up is maybe we could take care of that Mm. on Mm. in a native way in ember we know that it's there built
1: in yeah batteries included style
0: it's possible yep now i know we're really working on svelte builds Mm -hmm. but it maybe it could be something we opt into at first and try it out and see how the community responds to it
1: yep that's cool yeah and and you were talking at lunch um just about the idea that You know now we have this kind of more well-established pattern with these like renderless components Mm -hmm. and so you actually could whereas if you go back six or five years ago it might have been harder to think about how can we provide something like a select or a modal that everybody would use right but now if we had this kind of native modal or native notion of a stack rendering something on top of a stack and having it take a place and take focus Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you let me the application developer have complete control over the ui now you're really talking right because all the stuff that um you're talking about is taken care of for me and it's default and i don't even get to make my thing inaccessible because i'm just using it and i want to use it because it makes my life easier anyways yeah so that's a beautiful thing
0: i want to not care like where you position it or what color it is or what actions are inside of it? Like, I don't care about any of that. Right. I just want to trap the focus. Right. And make everything else, you can't tab to it. Right. And, you know? and,
1: and like you mentioned in your, your EmberConf talk, you know, those are things that, those are things that get left to the end and maybe not done at yeah. all. But those are things that even if you don't have accessibility in this kind of strict sense of accessibility at the fore of your mind, mm-hmm. you're thinking about your just, the non-visually impaired users when you're building this. So you're just thinking about how to make it work. But the thing is, if you add that accessibility layer, it makes it even better for the non-impaired users. Because how many times have we been on a site, and (laughs) you have a modal up, but you're interacting with elements behind it? Like, it should have the focus, even if you're using a mouse and and your eyes, you know? So if everyone had How many times have
0: I stopped shopping? Because I can't use your site to buy what I'm trying to buy because I'm on my phone. Like, you just didn't think about all your users. And I don't like feeling excluded, and I'm sure people who have to use assistive technology are tired of feeling left out of the web because we're leaving them out of knowledge too, which would kind of suck if it was me. Like I'd get kind of upset, maybe. <laughs> and I, and maybe we don't have to go there so much, but I don't know. It's something to think about. Like we have enough room to grow our kindness. We have enough room to grow how we think about the world around us and how we interact with it and and that other people need to use it too. Right. So I just think, I don't know, it's been a great place to explore. Yeah. Um, I've been going through each success criteria in the ARIA spec one by one, looking at each thing. Could we implement this in Ember? Is there a potential native story here? I would say some of this stuff is just gonna, it depends, Mm. right? And there's a thousand ways to make it one different thing accessible, which one are you going to use? Um, but as I started looking through the techniques, I started noticing, well, we're probably not going to use flash anymore. So we could probably cross that potential solution off the list. And that looks like what we used to use. (laughs) Remember when we used to nest tables and tables Mm -hmm. and that was layout Mm -hmm. and they were all caps, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Mm -hmm. oh gosh, (laughs) um, (laughs) we've
1: come a long way. I
0: know. Uh, Oh, just thinking about that Netscape days, right? Yeah. Um, We could probably cross off some of those older. That's not modern web, right? Right. And we don't have to support it
1: because it's not techniques that people are using anymore. Exactly.
0: So if we were to just focus on what's modern web development doing, probably better for Ember anyway. Right. Things um, like
1: modals, things like selects.
0: Yes, exactly. And selects
1: are still hard. Like, right. That's the thing. If there was a native select that made it easy to style it, and it right. just happened to also be accessible, like I mm-hmm. would, every every Ember developer would use that because it would make their life easier. Right. You know.
0: Every chance I get, I am bra- I'm bugging people who make browsers. Like, can you just make it so I can make the select like use the know. native
1: one but style it? Yes. Right. So I don't have to go around the. I need native better line height. Yeah. For options, yeah, I need I to be able
0: to style options. Please. Yeah that's the thing and I should get to tell you what I want to use for the drop-down carrot Mm -hmm. I should get to style a checkbox so I don't have to use like image positioning or hide the input like and those are
1: the things those those desires are the things that make people reach for non-native solutions which is what breaks all sorts of things including accessibility so that's why you want the APIs there so I
0: really do but in the meantime why don't we just make really strong patterns? Yeah. And Ember. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I I totally agree. I mean, I'm totally on board with you earlier. We were talking about like what we love about Ember. And one of them is just the abstractions. Like, I don't want to have to do all this plumbing. And like, I totally, I think that's, I think that continues to be, and should continue to be part of Ember's blood in the sense that if you are wanting to get a new framework to just tinker and just kind of just like move all these little things together and, experiment Mm -hmm. and you know i think uh wire up all these low-level libraries together in your Mm -hmm. own Mm -hmm. in your own way so you can really i get that desire and i've had it before but i think there's a trade-off between that and being Mm -hmm. able to provide high-level abstractions that let people avoid all that stuff and so i think ember you know again one of the things that i love about ember is the focus on how can we make the best abstractions that most of us can share, so that we can avoid the most amount of what's underneath? Yeah. You know, yeah. I haven't run like an npm command. I can't remember <laughs> when. You know, I use Ember right, serve, right. and Ember test, and mm-hmm. Ember new. I don't have to run npm run whatever. I just and I know how to use those things. Right. And it's not that Ember doesn't use those things, right? Ember does use those things, but it also did a really crack job at providing a few of the ninety. Five percent most commonly used things so that we don't have to do it and in the same way like What you're talking about with like native selects and, and modals and stuff mm-hmm. You could do the same thing there like what else yeah. does 95% of every Ember developer do that we can just do for them
0: Exactly, and I think that's gonna be that's um That's been the really fun part of like thinking through these things um something nobody's solved yet an accessible performant data grid mm. Data grids are hard. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. So our team uh, at the bank has been spent, we've spent, I would say, I don't know, two, two and a half years now trying to perfect the data grid. And I'm starting to see that the solution isn't necessarily the data grid in itself. I think we get really wrapped up in, in performance and uh, in engineering, mm-hmm. and we forget, well, why are you trying to nest four levels of grid? <laughs> maybe, just a thought here, maybe we need to develop a, some complex workflows that help you filter that data down mm. first to get the data you're really trying to get to in the first place so you don't have to expand all those things.
1: Interesting. That reminds me of um, like the data viz crowd. Yeah. They have this saying uh, where it's it's... Because a lot of this would come up when I was doing more like data visualization stuff with D3 and, and yeah. met a lot of the folks in the, um, like the journalism um, space who are doing that stuff. And it's like, oh, I have this idea for a great article, and I just, but like, I need to visualize three million cities and they all need to be SVG dots. And like, that's, that's a limitation of the browser. Like, I yeah. can't do that performantly. But then the more experienced folks would say, To make to visualize big data, you have to first make it small data, and the idea there is like you three million dots is not going to be useful to a human being, right? And a table with five thousand rows isn't either, right? Because a person can't read five thousand rows at once. Mm -hmm. Usually, what you're saying is like people reach for oh, just render five thousand rows because what I want is in there. But maybe if you had a better search or filtering capability, you wouldn't need to. You only ever render what ten rows at a time. I think our max
0: is maybe. 50 yeah and even then we're kind of pushing it right. like because we have clients who are like i value the 50 rows so i'll wait the 15 20 seconds for it to render right but i'm thinking oh god that's way too long <laughs> yeah. so i've been doing a lot of thinking about those kind of complexities yeah. and how can we better empower javascript engineers who are using ember to reach for the better pattern that's
1: great i i really love that it reminds me of also luke w Yes. who's talking about select drop down as a last as ui selects as a ui element of last resort or something like yes. that <laughs> drop downs are a ui element of last resort because there's so often where you have a big list and people just throw drop downs everywhere right. but um even something as simple as you're booking a trip on kayak mm-hmm. and you're um buying a flight let's say and there's a selector for how many people are flying. Yes. And the naive approach might be like, oh, well, it's a list of numbers. So like, let's use a select. And then you have to like click, choose how many people and you like scroll. And he's like, why don't you just start it at, like the, the average is two. So right. you just start on two and then you have little clickers on either side. You can just do three, four, five. No more okay. select. Right. No more dealing with how do I style the options and how does it look? Because it's a nice, it's like you're saying, it's a pattern, so... That to me, that's so cool because that really fits with Ember. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Ember should have answers for those things. Like, Ember right. should be prescriptive about those things. Like, right. because again, you know, the number one response in the homepage survey result was clear best practices. That was the number yes. one thing why people use and love Ember and, yeah. and would continue to use it for their next app. So yeah. if you're saying, look, I'm having trouble building this. I have a thousand rows. I need rendered in a table we should have an answer for you that says, here are some patterns for alternative yeah. UIs that would be a better way to display this. Yeah. And I would love for that to be like official Ember Docs, <laughs> you know?
0: I think we could get them maybe to like the closest to official Ember right. Docs. Like we highly strongly recommend. Right. Right. Like, and I don't even want to say best practice. Like right. I've cut that standard practice.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember. I remember right? you saying that. We're not
0: shooting for the stars. It's We're true. just going to the moon, though. It's funny because we've had that yeah.
1: experience with with um, some of the teams we've consulted with, where it's like we don't have time for best practices, like you know.
0: I have heard that. in meetings. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's when I, it clicked. Like I really need to up my game here. Right. Um, I'm trying to get to best practice, right. so I'm going to go with it's the, standard. It's standard, though. yeah, yeah. Like you I, you don't want to am- be
1: doing non-standard things, do you? I also
0: don't want to be like embarrassed. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm thinking about our code base. It's like, oh, don't ask me what I do. Don't ask me what I do. But then, of course, we all have those areas, right? We all have those. Co- that yeah, of course. Code that we've worked on that, like, we hope never sees the light of day. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, that's cool. Um, nice. That sounds like that's 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 really cool. I like all the stuff that you were just talking about because yeah. that's. You're working at a level of the, of the ecosystem and the community that's very top level, very front, top, uh, front facing, I guess, is yeah. kind of the word I'm looking for. Where um, what you're doing is going to have a big impact on basically everyone who uses Ember because they're going to see it, they're going to interact with it. Whereas, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of important work going on under the hood. Yeah. But a lot of times we don't see that work. Maybe it's benefiting us because our build times are faster. Or maybe some of it doesn't make it to us because we don't know it's there and we don't right. use it because we right. don't know it's there. You know, I think it seems like to me your focus is is whether it's accessibility or making easier UI patterns for Ember developers to use. It's mm-hmm. this, it's stuff that's going to have a big impact on, on everyday Ember developer, which yes. is like, yes. uh, I think that's really exciting.
0: I think so, too. Uh, I think helping people get most of us have forms in our lives like right most of our apps you're have like, forms you're just, them, right you're
1: preaching to my heart right? right now right
0: i mean how many times have you built a form and it's like i don't want to build forms anymore i want to solve more interesting problems yeah right now
1: i'm telling you not enough people oh, are yeah. working on this in Ember. like i love the glimmer vm yeah it's an it's an amazing thing yeah application developers <laughs> need help building forms I and know tables they do. seriously that's like I, yes. Yes. You know.
0: Yes. So that's my goal, and I, I'm hoping that the Ember Style Guide project really becomes a place where Ember developers, or any developer, really, or any designer, yeah, could just come look at these components. They're. I want to create a version of them that's like completely unstyled. Uh-huh. They're semantic. They're functionally accessible. Uh-huh. We tell you how they put them together.
1: Mm-hmm. Similar to work that you've already you've already done this work. Yes, that's right in your career. That's right, and so you're applying these lessons to to the a community. more
0: I think universal or perhaps maybe a bit perfected like lessons learned right. as I grow. Um, it's always
1: fun to be able to redo yeah. have a redo.
0: It is, and it's really <laughs> fun to do it as a passion project mm-hmm. because then you're not stressed about it. Right. You're willing to invite other people to the experience. Um, I've kind of refactored a few bits of Ember Style Guide already, like from code people have submitted, just to enhance them a little bit, make them a little more friendlier.
1: Do you have, like, uh, for folks who aren't aware about it, um, like a one or two sentence description of what Ember Style Guide is?
0: Sure. So um, we're literally building a a UI library or Mm add-on that is components that make up the Ember website. So right now it's built in Ruby and Middleman. We'd mm-hmm. like to change it to an Ember app. Mm-hmm. We thought this would be a good opportunity to also
1: componentize it.
0: Yeah, because components are easy.
1: Yeah. So is that so? So right now the Ember homepage and yeah, we're going to be working on this together over the coming yeah. months. The Ember homepage is a is a Middleman site. Mm-hmm. And what about the Ember Guides that Chris has been working on? Those are now an Ember app. They
0: are now an Ember. Okay, app. Okay.
1: Are they using components from Ember Style Guide?
0: Um, or will th- they be? They will be. That's the I goal. think the nav bar right now, but we're even refactoring that. We kind of use Bootstrap to get the MVP mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. um, and that's been a great help. Mm-hmm. But we've also said, well, we'd really like to use Flexbox or CSS mm-hmm. Grid. Uh, it's time to take the web four kind of ideas. Right. But for an MVP that I can get out tomorrow, right? right I've been using Bootstrap since 2013 yeah. when it went from Bootstrap 2 to Bootstrap 3. Yeah. And I can write it in my sleep Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It's very, I mean, it's super, it's super useful. useful. Yeah. yeah, super useful. Um, but now, like, let's ship the MVP and then let's iterate and make that even better.
1: Right. And then also the idea is, like you were saying, like the actual infrastructure that makes up
0: yeah. all of
1: the learning team projects. Is a lot, there's a lot that is there, and yeah. so even though the guides are there, there's other projects that would need to share this. And ideally, yeah. you know, you can make a new um, Ember app that's going to document or describe some part of the system of, of the ecosystem, mm-hmm. but it's going to be using the shared components, right?
0: Exactly, yeah, which will awesome. give us consistent branding. Yeah. It will give us all of the awesome, easy stuff that we love about Ember. And that I'm so excited. And we've had a really great response. Like, people are actually joining in that I don't know. They're just in the community, and I just haven't met them yeah. yet. And I get to meet them in a PR because we have a really great list of issues. Nice. And they can, with the patterns, what ex- is expected. I've even used my little remarkable tablet to, mm-hmm. like, draw up sketches of what I'd like it to look like when it's finished and
1: that's cool that's an example really of cloning yourself you yes, know. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and it's maybe not the funnest part like the right. sitting down and writing the issues right because
1: you would rather just do it pause time yes, world so yes, i can just yes. no i i just yep. i relate to that so much but you know we've even like we've even been working with a video editor And I've gotten to the point where video editing almost feels like coding for me. Sometimes (laughs) I use the keyboard shortcuts. I'm cutting things out and I know exactly what I want and I just want to go. And now I'm, you know, a few weeks ago we started using an editor to try to help with the videos. And it was just like painful at the beginning because I was like, I just want to do this myself. It's actually taking longer trying to teach this person. And now I record a video, I upload it and I go out to dinner my girlfriend (laughs) and I get home and there's a video there waiting for me and I'm like uh okay I was thinking about this wrong so I think there's a lot of value there yeah um I was going to say something about something you said um uh right so so Mirage uh the documentation site is Mm. a Jekyll app Mm. which is another Ruby build thing and all Mm. of these Jekyll and middleman the reason they're all around, which yeah. I understand would makes, be confusing for a lot of folks who are getting into Ember recently, it's like, why are you using a Ruby-based build tool <laughs> for your documentation of your Ember and JavaScript app? Right, right. And, you know, Rails was super popular. A lot of people got into JavaScript from, like, their Rails background. Yeah. And JavaScript was becoming popular Backbone, then Ember and Angular and all this stuff. And also GitHub Pages automatically knows how to build and deploy a Jekyll app. Mm-hmm. So that's It was, like, created by, I think, the founder of of GitHub.
0: Oh, really? Um, Okay.
1: And so, um, you know, if you go to Ember CLI Mirage, and you choose GitHub Pages Branch, you'll see the source code of a Jekyll app, Mm. and you can just change one of the files there, and then GitHub's going to automatically build it, like run Jekyll build, and put the dist up in the right spot, so the website updates. And so that's so cool, and it makes it easy, but it's like now you're dealing with not an Ember app, you're dealing with a Jekyll app. Yeah. But now, you know, with some of the stuff you're talking about, you know, I've been working on add-on docs. But we mm-hmm. all have Ember to the point where it actually makes sense to use Ember for like yeah. a static app, yeah. just for a documentation site, because we have things like Prember and Fastboot. We can do static builds of it. Right. And um, it enables us to do so much more because now, you know, uh, I could have an example of Ember style Mirage running yeah. on the doc site. Exactly. Or you could show the components, an Ember style guide in the exactly. doc site. And yeah. so I love that we've landed on a pattern where. We can use Ember to document Ember apps and add-ons. Isn't that great? It's so great. It's It's just like this stuff is super exciting to me because um, there's no reason every add-on shouldn't have a great documentation site and have awesome interactive demos and all that stuff can be super easy with our infrastructure. Like, it's just there's so much here. There's there's like years of awesome work. Yeah, it's 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 some of my favorite work. It feels like. it's like leverage work where you're building for your peers. Mm-hmm. Like application development is cool, but building something that lets 10 people build apps yeah. or add-ons, right. you know? It's it just, really is. It's like moving it from a 10th floor to the 20th floor. Yeah. yeah. Ryan just did an add-on um, this last week on fast boot testing. Mm. And it's it's one helper. It's the visit helper that works in fast boot. So you can oh, retest that's and nice you can stuff. say visit slash... Um, you know, slash posts and render it in Fastboot and then assert what it looks like, huh. and it's just the same as acceptance testing in Ember right now on the client, but it's going to test actually test your Fastboot app.
0: Oh, I like that. So he
1: made that, yeah. and the the add-on is pretty. You know, it's 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 complicated, but the API, the the public API that it exposes is just one helper, the visit helper. Interesting. And you know, he was just remarking that normally he would just put this out there and that would be it it'd be done but he was trying out add-on docs and so now we've got the documentation up for it and it has examples and it's versioned and all this stuff again you're just starting off on a higher floor yeah and um
0: i really think this is gonna be it's so helpful because you're not you know we're saying we don't want to reinvent the wheel. that's one of the values of ember we don't have to reinvent the wheel. but would you don't take the time to document what you've done. Somebody else is going to come along and think it's a brand new idea and get super excited about it. And then you're like, oh, but we already have that. And you'll feel bad and then they'll be sad and I don't want to make anybody sad, (laughs) that sucks. (laughs) So by creating a way (laughs) to make developers' lives easier, to make documentation easier Mm -hmm. to do, somebody can more easily search and say, oh, it's there. Ember Observer is a great example of this. Mm -hmm. Like what Katie and fellow have done is amazing there. Amazing. And that they still maintain it is even more amazing to me. Um, But I can go and look anywhere and say, does this already exist? Yep. And that's kind of the the 99% thing I was talking about. Like all the things I thought Ember could have or should have. Right. And I don't know. I came to Ember for such a time as this. to borrow the phrase right right because all of my experience from the first time i read responsive design from the first time i read the css spec from all those things are just all coming together now and ember is so well done underneath the hood that i'm just going oh you guys all this stuff we've been waiting for all this time you're
1: you're you're driving 100 miles an hour and all you need to do is one last turn everyone's gonna see the result of all the hard work that's gone into it
0: And it's really exciting because it's it's all the stuff We wish was in the web by default for a really long time. It's a great way to put it. Yeah,
1: that's a great way to put it
0: So I just feel more empowered than ever you know, I learned CSS in the time of um, CSS Zen garden Mm -hmm. that first website Mm -hmm. that taught us you could have the same markup and change the styles underneath and look at that you know right and being able to do that in ember with ember theme changer
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and now having figured out how to do it in engines with an app that has And again this is some it. of your work my work work yep. yeah work work yeah <laughs> that
1: you're gonna be able to apply to some of the open source stuff that you're doing yeah,
0: yeah. and it's <clears throat> it's already helping um we're, we're already able to share some of the work and that has just been exciting. I don't know. Yeah. I get really excited, like I said, when I know the answer. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I can help you. I'm so happy right now.
1: Well, I think that's... Yeah, and that's cool because, yeah, again, you being able to have an impact with your knowledge but also working to make it easier for other people to contribute to Ember, it's awesome yeah. to feel like you have a solution for a real problem yeah. that people are facing and also have the opportunity to actually implement it and do it and drive it forward. And like Ember has those opportunities for people
0: they really do and i just uh, i don't know i'm so excited to like whatever we think is a problem spot like oh it sucks that this is the way it is or yeah forms (laughs) we're coming for you forms we're gonna solve you (laughs) or hey we could make this easier for our friends and then we can all build easier things like why don't we i I was promised that we'd like be wearing spacesuits and yeah. flying cars. <laughs> Remember, they used to tell us that the future will will be wearing these silvery kind of jumpsuit things. Like that was supposed to be now.
1: Right, we're there. Except, and I'm, we're except not.
0: I'm still building forums, y'all. Right. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so <laughs> we need to take care of this. We need to
1: take care of it. I totally agree. I mean, yeah. and I think about. Um, I feel this way with video games. You turn on a video game that was made in the last year and you're just like, your jaw is dropping. Yes. You are like, I can't even get two freaking boxes on this website to be where I want them to be. What's going on there? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So like, it's funny because in Ember, you know, somehow we're known for being t- almost too high level. And it's like, I want to get down in the weeds. Like, stop with the abstractions. Like, we need lower level. But then it's like, but wait, video game developers are building on way higher level abstractions they're not writing code they're using visual tools to simulate physics and and create models of of things so there's this interesting thing where high level abstractions can really be bad if they're the wrong abstractions yeah and people are going to say people are going to want the lower level stuff if the high level stuff is not Allowing them to get their job done.
0: They'll go find it. But,
1: but, but, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but that doesn't mean we should stop trying to find those high level ab- abstractions because we need those if we're ever going to oh, be yeah. able to do the other stuff that we yeah. want to do and stop writing forums. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying that. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's true though. Yeah. I mean, we have such a nice complexity or a nice well-rounded group of folks in the Ember community. Yeah. And that's been really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I love that I could say, oh, it would make better sense to me as a developer if you formatted it this way. And then, like, the things that the Ember Sale team is doing just, like, completely blow my mind mm-hmm. on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. Like, the auto, the updater stuff that's coming out. Oh,
1: that stuff is, is nuts. That's <gasps> <laughs> so cool, though.
0: You just took so much pain out yes, of my life. I know. I just want to hug you or send you <laughs> cookies or something <laughs> because this is amazing. Yeah not only do I get to have the latest, it doesn't hurt. Like I'm not
1: (laughs) physically working all
0: weekend, you know? Yep, It's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So that's, I I don't know. There's just this great complexity and well-roundedness and it really, it genuinely is inclusive because we Mm -hmm. don't just have heavy duty JavaScript engineers. We also have UI people. Right. We also have project managers. Right. There's r- room for everybody. You know? Yeah, yep. testers. I mean, the stuff Tobias's talk I thought on testing. Mm-hmm. Jamie White's talk at mm-hmm. uh, Same more like really like, cool. Better accessibility through Amazing. your tests. The way you are oh my gosh. Yes. So you know, there's just so much room for the imagination and just perfecting it. Yeah. You know, it's just I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I, I can, and again, it kind of goes back to what you're talking about. Just feeling like, yeah, I don't have to be in a room and feel like I'm one of a another cog in the sense that like I have to fit a mold. There's there's opportunities for every kind of person and Ember to contribute to make yeah. all of our lives better. Right. You know, right. and um, make things easier, you know. Yeah. Which is yeah. what we're all going to be talking about at the conference. Yeah coming up that you're organizing. Right,
0: Ember Camp Chicago. Yeah. Now, I will say, um, I'm not so much organizing as I, I got a good committee okay. and we spread the work around, I so see. it's not too much for any one of us to spearheading. do. Spearheading,
1: I you spearheaded it. Yeah, spearheading, that's probably, um,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I incited the riot that might have started <laughs> it, maybe. Um, Leia's done such a great job at planning conferences uh, I, I got oh. her book, event driven, read her book, thought, Oh, that's logical. Went to Embercon thought this is the nicest conference I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I love this. Um, and she made it really easy to, she has empowered us by her hard work, uh, to host. We're really just hosting. Mm-hmm. Most of these decisions have already been made. We're mm-hmm. just following templates. Um, we're making a few decisions here i know right it's easy (laughs) right (laughs) so the focus of um, ember camp chicago is going to be it's easy in ember and a great lineup of talks about performance about upgrading your app what modern we've got a nice mm. little like yin-yang thing going on because we've got one talk that's going to be like a people's history of ember oh cool and then we have ember in 2018 yeah talk. that
1: seems to be the theme recently you know right? what does modern ember ember look like i don't think we can get enough of that
0: yeah i think that's going to excite a lot of people who have been waiting for it Yes. i always hear complaints about handlebars and i just think i love what are you talking about i love handlebars oh, they're I so love, useful oh I,
1: handlebars is the best well, thing about ember I'm convinced honestly uh, i would i would be confident defending that <laughs> i
0: was tired of getting the fizzbuzz question in uh javascript interviews uh-huh so i wrote a fizzbuzz implementation entirely with css and um handlebars really
1: yeah oh cool
0: yeah it's totally on my github repo oh go. that's awesome yeah. we
1: we'll have the link to that
0: yeah um, how fun because <laughs> i was just tired of getting that's asked pretty questions. awesome like I don't, I don't want to do this again, though. Yeah. I, I don't remember it ever. I just go look it up. Yeah. Like it's just syntax. Yeah. I know what the idea right, is.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: So I'm still working on that part, and I'm still leveling up that part. Um, and there's a, but there's a lot of great help in the Ember community mm-hmm. when you're when I'm ready to level it up. And that's the thing I love is that I found support every step of the way for anything I'm ready to level up on anywhere where I wanna dig deeper. Mm-hmm. So my career has been kind of one of wherever the most need is, that's what the work I'll do. Mm-hmm. And and I have this incredible like breadth of knowledge because of that. Uh, and in, in certain areas, because I've been doing it so long, mm-hmm. you just end up with a natural depth. And I feel like the next place of growth is gonna kind of be digging more into JavaScript itself. And figuring out how do we really deliver what every kind of user needs in an Ember component. The Makes power sense. User I mean, you're going to, to be the, focused on exactly.
1: If you have the vision, you're going to need to implement and help people implement yeah. the internals. Right. There's a connection there. Right. So yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to uh, to kind of wrap up our conversation. Yeah. Um, Ember Camp is
0: September twenty first
1: in Chicago.
0: In Chicago. We've got some great swag plans, too. Oh, so I'm nice. super excited.
1: Yeah. Um, if folks want to kind of follow you online, stay up to date with all this cool stuff you've been talking <laughs> about, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Um, Melanie R. Sumner on Twitter is probably the best way. Or just, you know, if you say the word accessibility in Slack, <laughs> I get summoned. A magical Melanie appears. Yeah. <laughs> because you can set keyword summons and accessibility or accessible will summon me. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Mel, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, it was an awesome so. uh, chat, and I uh, can't wait to, to see you again in Chicago. It's going to be a yeah. fun time. Great. All thanks. right. Thanks, everyone.